growing hustle family. Para, what's going on? Ugh, lots. Yeah. There's always stuff going on, but everything's really good. What we've been up to this week. Um, you know what? I went on this really amazing leadership course um, delivered by a company called Aspire, mm-hmm. and I learned quite a lot. There were quite a few different key takeaways. What What was the key takeaways that you learned? Well, you know what? I always um, assumed that leadership and management mm-hmm. were the same thing, mm-hmm. and I always talk about how much I hate managing people, mm. telling people what to do, kind of checking their you know. All these kinds of checking up on people. Do you find it? Do you find it almost like you're their parent, almost? Yeah, and, and it's just, weird managing adults. Yeah, and it's kind of like having these awkward conversations to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to yes. be doing. So, not a fan of management, but leadership. Yeah, and so leadership is about having a vision and being that figurehead to mm-hmm. have that higher vision. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to necessarily manage people to be a leader. And that, I think that was really important for me to find out about. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I've had a pretty chill day. I've actually just been leisurely writing, as you do, uh, and listening to some new podcasts that I've um, discovered, one of which is uh, June Sarpong's Championing, uh, Championing Women's Voices. I love that one. It's a good one, isn't no, it? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I really, 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 really like it. It's just so simple easy listening and I've taken away some really key nuggets um from that and then I've also been listening to um In Good Company by Oteka Uwagba I think that's how you pronounce her name and she recently interviewed actually Elaine Welteroff have you have you heard of her before no I haven't who is that she's actually um the former editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue and the second person of African-American heritage to hold such a title in Condé Nast's history, which is like over a hundred years. Wow. She's pretty young too, around the same age as us. And she spoke a lot about, you know, you know, her, her background, you know, what it was like assuming that position, the different types of mentors she's had over the years, you know, why she took the approach that she did when she was at Team Vogue. Mm. She sort of turned it into quite more of a socially conscious magazine that discussed political issues. And I I really admire the fact that she had the the, the courage to do that. And she's super talented as well. So really motivational. She sounds like an amazing woman. So for anybody um, who's out there that wants to listen to the podcasts um, I've just mentioned, I'll I'll say their names again. Uh, The first one is June Sarpong's Championing Women's Voices, which is amazing. And then secondly... Um, in Good Company by Oteka Uwagba. Really, really good podcast to, to look out. Mm. So today, we'll be discussing our top 10 networking tips. And the reason I think we, we, we chose to discuss this um, is because we know that networking is one of those things that's almost like Marmites. Entrepreneurs um, either love it or they hate it. Um, but building links with key stakeholders, potential clients, mentors, and, and people that can generally elevate your business is a, a crucial skill. Um, so we thought it would be useful to talk about this with you and also hear your thoughts on it as well. Farah, which camp are you in? Do you love it or do you hate it? I love it. Me too. It is the best. Um, I think for me in particular... <laughs> Networking has really been crucial to the success of my business and mm-hmm. to even starting it up. So yeah. from going 
um, you know, from my first month to the sixth month, through networking, I was able to meet people, key stakeholders that could help me get contracts. Oh, amazing. Which I wouldn't have been able to do just by myself mm-hmm. if I hadn't networked. So there's always that phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. And being in the right place at the right time with the right person mm-hmm. can really move things along for your business. But also it's about you taking that opportunity, taking that risk, but also kind of being well rehearsed enough mm. to when you go and speak to somebody, yes, you know, kind of sell yourself, mm. but do it in a good way. Almost like having a, an elevator pitch, would you say? You need to have it. Yes. You need to have it because people are so busy. They don't have the time to talk to you about oh, well, I was thinking about this and mm. I've been doing this. You ne- It needs to be snappy, it needs yes. to be short, and it needs to have a hook. What is in it for them? Absolutely. Always have to think about the person that you're networking with. Don't think about yourself. Think mm. about them. What What do they want? What would they like to hear? And how can you do that? Amazing. I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear we're in the same camp, <laughs> actually, um, because I, I have really positive experiences of networking. And, and for me... I feel it's been a crucial part of building my career and also the entrepreneurial journey I'm, I'm on at the moment. And I'd say it comes quite naturally to me because I, I love speaking to people. I like finding out about their lives, their ambitions, you know, what's preoccupying them at a certain moment in time. And I've, I've, I've usually met three types of people when, when I network and mm. go to networking events. And the first is the individual that has that extensive network. You know that person that knows everyone who's worth knowing in your industry and they don't mind making those connections for you. Oh, that's fine. I will, I will introduce you to, you know, Margaret or John or, or Famida. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I call that person the gatekeeper. They are. There's always a gatekeeper at every organisation, at every party, at just everywhere you go, there's that one person that knows everybody. Or if they don't know that person directly... They know someone who knows someone. There you go. And you need you to go. talk to that person. There you go. And they're often, they often, they're so selfless. They don't mind just following up with you quickly um, after an event. I'm going to introduce this person or asking how things go. They're just really generally good, good people. Um, so that's the first type of person, um, people rather, that I meet. And the second group of people I meet are potential mentors. I I love mentoring. and I'm actually about to publish and and a LinkedIn article about about mentoring, actually, about how you can build a mentor and find mentors in organic ways. And they're people who I regularly meet up and ask for advice and I give them updates on. And they're people that I try to show that I'm serious about so they can continue buying into me and and give me the advice and, you know, um, introductions that, that, that I need. And the third group of people that I meet are my peers. They're people like you, Farah. These are people who have, um, you know, the same level of experience as me. Um, we have the same ambitions or we're after the same things. But we keep in contact and we share information about useful events and, and schemes and, and deals and people we should be talking to. Mm. So I, I find networking incredibly, incredibly impactful in terms of, you know, my career and the entrepreneurial journey I'm on at the moment. Yeah, and I know that for some people it's a really scary thing because yes. I've met a lot of entrepreneurs and then when you say, how are things going? They say, I hate networking. I know. I, 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 you know, I, I avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. I, can't, I 
I've got this amazing product, but I don't know... Or service. Yeah, I've, I've got this amazing product or service, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to connect with people when yes. I meet them. I don't know how to phrase verbiage or articulate mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. when I'm with these people. And it just gives me social anxiety. Mm. That's what people say. And I think for me, I've always been chatty and always kind of been able to express myself. Um, and so, but the, but it's not always about, you know, being chatty and being sociable. It's about how you can articulate yourself and get your points across yes. to somebody in a short amount of time. There you go. So it's different to just a normal chatty conversation. Absolutely. How's it going? What's happening? It's, it's, it's quite calculated, actually. It is. You have to be focused. And I think that takes us to our top tip number one. Not We're doing these tips not in order of importance, but we're doing one to ten. Um, but we've got a list we'd like to share with you. And what Farah has just mentioned, I think, ties in quite closely to our the first tip on, on our list. Mm-hmm. So I think the first one is to make a hit list. You need to be able to identify who the key stakeholders are in your industry, the movers, the shakers. Um, and you need to kind of know them by name or by function. One thing that I do that's quite useful is called Google stalking. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds strange, but if you do that, you'll find out about a person. You'll find out about their likes, their dislikes. Absolutely. What turns them on, what ticks them on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'll be able to kind of look at their journey or their progression. Mm-hmm. So when you do come face to face with this person, you, you have some chat for them. Exactly. Because exactly. you also, because it's really important to know what makes somebody tick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah? mm-hmm. And so that kind of Google stalking, really useful. And by Google, if you take it one step further, are you looking at their LinkedIn profiles, their Twitter pages perhaps? Yeah. You're, well, you're looking at any type of content that you can get a hold of, especially mm-hmm. if, you, if, if this is somebody that you've never met before and you want to make contact with them. You need to kind of study them to know which way is the best way to approach them. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And that also kind of links into, so how does this translate when you're in a networking event? Yes. You know, you've seen the person, you know that that's who you want to talk to. What should you do? I mean, what Loretta, what, what do you do? I I judge the situation. So if, for example, the person that I want to speak to, and I I think drew up a list of maybe top five people that you really want to meet and connect with in the day, if it looks like everybody wants to speak to them at the same time and they've got lines and huddles of people around them, it might not be the best time for you to add to that um, Mm -hmm. extra, you know, line of bodies of people that want to talk to them. You might want to say, okay, it's a bit busy now. I might catch them at another event they're going to go, go to. Or you might find somebody at that event that knows them that can make an introduction. Mm. So judge the situation because if they're too overwhelmed by lots of people wanting their time, by the time they come to you, they're really not in the mind frame to listen to anything you have to say. Mm. And I like what you said because that reminds me of the six degrees of separation. Yes. So we are six people away from mm-hmm. everybody else in this world. And that is really amazing for networking because... You can get a hold of anybody you want to. If yes. you use if you use that rule, we're only six people away from who you want to talk to. So you need to kind of put the feelers out there. Absolutely. And Absolutely. have a and, and have a go. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Point number two, I think it's important to do a bit of research um, before you go to a networking 
event about what the topic of that networking event is. Because if, for example, um, you are going to a tech event because you're interested in artificial intelligence and you've got this wonderful business idea about it, but you're not a techie person at all, you need to know about current trends in your industry, um, what startups maybe exist at the moment, um, and what challenges there are. So when you go there, you appear to be well-informed and, and, and prepared, um, essentially, and people actually want to hear what you what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And I rem- actually, I remember when I first started kind of networking very early on, um, I'd always, I would never prepare small talk. So then whenever I'm kind of talking to somebody, I just go off on a tangent, mm. get very chatty with them. But then I wouldn't be able to kind of tie it into yes. my business or what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I'd leave these events thinking, oh, my God, I've met so many people. Woo! And we've, you know, exchanged numbers and emails. But actually, that was just, that wasn't really... pointless. Yeah, that was pointless. Mm-hmm. And you can, and, and if you keep going to networking events and you do kind of just chat but you're not really getting to, to the crux of it. Yes. It can be quite deflating yeah. because you're meeting people, but it's just, there's no there's no point behind yeah, it. There's no so value. networking is really, like I said, it's very calculated yes. in some ways and you need to be measured and calculated and you need to know before you go to an event, what am I going to get out of yeah. it? When I leave tonight, mm-hmm. what would I have achieved? Yeah. So that's really important. Oh, number three. All right, everybody says this. Every guru has this mantra. Be yourself. Of course. It's really important to be yourself, but it will really show that if you're pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. People can tell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So being yourself doesn't mean, you know, you need to put all your cards on the table Mm -hmm. and tell somebody everything about Mm. you. But it's about show that passion, Mm -hmm. show that interest that you have. Why do you want to start a business? Um you know, what could they get from working with you? Or mm-hmm. what would they kind of, um, what kind of feeling would they get from supporting you? Because yes. remember, people love to be in service to people mm-hmm. and people love to help people. So, you know, go to somebody and just speak to them, find out about them and then, you know, it should all kind of work out. But don't be too salesy. No, not at all. Don't go to somebody and say, oh, look it's, at my product. It's really off-putting. Oh, it's cringe. And I find particularly in the British setting as well, oh. we're, we're not, we're, we don't like that. We don't like being overwhelmed with somebody that's a bit too pushy or like, I'm here, look at me. This is my business, my product. We prefer the sort of slow burner relationship well, Very organic. Yes. You go to have a conversation with somebody and then they ask, oh, so what do you do? There or, you go. What brought you here? And you exactly. say, well, actually, um, I've just recently started my new business and I've been working on ABC. Mm-hmm. Let it flow. Don't mm-hmm. force yourself onto somebody. No. And I remember I had an incident... <laughs> It's not an incident. incident. An incident sounds bad. But I remember at one of the networking events, uh, this guy came over to me and he said, oh, do you have Instagram? And I said, no, I don't. He said, well, I'm a digital, what's that, per- like a digital marketing. photographer, okay. marketing. I do all these different things and I can make you look great. And I, um, said, and I said, what do you mean? He said, look at these photos. Look at the before and afters. I'm, you know, I'll tell you how to oh, pose. No. I'll show you how to grow your social media following. And this is what I do. And and I thought, I'm sure that what you you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the right way to approach me no. or any other woman and tell us that you can make us look better. Oh, 
it was just like, oh. I know. Hopefully by now he's realised that's not the right approach. I don't think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he thought, but he, that was one way of him yes. being too salesy, mm-hmm. but also not being sensitive enough mm-hmm, and not mm-hmm. framing it in the right way yeah. for the audience. Remember your audience, the person that yeah. you're speaking to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Point number four, match the strength of their handshake. I like a good handshake. I think it shows that you want to be there and that you're engaged. Mm-hmm. It, it's part of your presence, essentially. And I feel like if you have a, a limp handshake, it almost implies that you don't want to be there, you don't want to even talk to them, you're disinterested right from the get-go, and it sets the tone off really badly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this is one I struggle with. I tend to, to get know, I, t- I tend to get nervous sometimes, and then I get sweaty hands, and then it's like, oh, I don't want you to shake my sweaty hands. So. Part of body language. Yeah. Well, I know, <laughs> and and and, but it is true. You, it's all, it's all in the handshake, and you, you can feel it. You can feel it. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So number five is hit conversation hotspots. So wherever there's kind of a a group of people Mm -hmm. and they look like they're having a great time or they're in a circle or they're next to the bar everyone Mm -hmm. you you meet great people at a bar that's the bar and where the food is where the food is and where the bar is there's always a conversation happening so make sure you spread yourself throughout the Mm -hmm. room Mm -hmm. don't don't be the loner in the corner no not at all looking at everybody else Mm -hmm. right be open to to just you know flowing through the room exactly exactly Go from conversation to conversation. Conversation. And then if you're about to leave a conversation, I think it's quite polite to excuse yourself. Excuse yourself and don't be a lingerer. No. Nobody likes a lingerer. No, they don't. It's like the conversation has finished. You've said what you needed to say. Why are you still here standing next (laughs) to me? Can you go away? Go away. Um, point number six, and it, it, it kind of, you know, relates to what we said at the hand straight, the handshake, but it's to do the body language, smile, important, and listen when people are speaking to you and show that you're listening by asking questions. And that's called active listening. You Absolutely. have to actively show them with your body language that you're taking in what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And this is where those kind of psychology principles come in. Mirror the person's body. There you go. Yeah? Mirror that person's body language. Smile at that. Smiling is so important. It's got to mean to many places. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, and you're, you're a smiler. I'm a smiler. So you're yeah. a big smiler. And I think closely connected to that is the fact that sometimes... You might be in a you know circle. I don't know if you've had this experience where you really want to speak to one person, but somebody else is speaking to you, and you, you want to get away from them and and move to the next person. But it's incredibly rude to. You need to engage in that conversation and let it finish naturally before you move on to the next person because it shows when you're not listening and it's rude, and you never know that person might have a, a really interesting um, piece of information to tell you or they could make a really useful introduction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whenever that's happened to me, I always tell the person, oh, my God, I'm, I'm really interested in what you're saying, but it's just so loud in here, I can't take it in. Can you just give me your email or a contact Never. and we can talk about it late, we can talk about it in yes. depth? Because it sounds like what you're saying is re- like just so interesting. That's really clever. And then you go, Bye! And then you avoid them all night. <laughs> because also, I've always, have you had incidences where 
you're you're in a group and everyone's kind of waiting for this main person like yes. the guest speaker you want your chance but there's just this person in the way talking and the, and what the person is doing is they're taking up the time i know You're, i know you know you've I been know. talking for five minutes let somebody else have a go if you want this person's time take their contact details and speak to them there you because go. you're not really gonna get the 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 you know their total best no, you're from not. this kind of situation. You're not. I think what they're trying those those individuals what they're trying to do is almost form a pally pally relationship, a friendship, and they're too scared to ask for what they really want to ask for or to um, focus the purpose of the you know the talk the or the talk yeah. because they're a bit nervous. And um, I think it's nerves that cause that overextended our um, conversation. It is, but also entrepreneur. This is the thing. Entrepreneurs are busy people. Time is money. Absolutely. If you respect them, respect their time, and mm-hmm. be snippy and snappy, mm-hmm. they will appreciate that, actually. No, no, I agree. 110%. They will appreciate that. Mm. Number seven, focus on other people. So rather than looking for how people can help you with your endeavours, look for what you can do for them. It's Absolutely. It's all, all about being of service to somebody. And you never know... That person could be the person that introduces you to someone else or remembers the good interaction that they had with you and then is able to do something for you many years down the line. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, I think that um, sometimes it relates to the point that we said before, we just want to speak to that one person. We don't realise that other people can be incredibly useful. And do you know who I think often gets undermined? People that don't have fancy job titles and maybe they're at a networking event because they're support they're part of the support team or they're supporting someone, but they might be a PA to a chief executive or to a founder, or it might be an admin assistant that knows all the ins and outs of the organization. Mm. People often look past them. Yeah, you know what? I never do. You Me don't, neither. You, you, you never know what somebody is able to give you. Mm-hmm. So it's I think anywhere I've ever worked before, it doesn't matter if you're the janitor, the lunch lady, mm-hmm. you're all equal. Yes. And sometimes you don't know what that person can give you. So, it, But it's about leaving a good impression with everybody. Exactly. You want that. Because you, you, as an entrepreneur, you want that kind of the credential. When people exactly. think When people think about your name, they think, do you know what, I met her, she was really nice. There you do you go. know what, I really want to help her along her journey. And even more so, before they even say anything about your business, it's you as a person. They, they're remembering, they're interacting with you. Not, oh, that was a great business idea. Or, oh, yes, that will make lots of money. It's about you as yeah. an individual. And I've had a f- quite a few different people that have done a lot for me just based off... Um, just me developing a relationship with them, a mm-hmm. rapport with them, or or them just liking me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so li- don't ever forget about likability. A go. great product and a great service is good. Mm-hmm. But if people can't buy into that person, it's go. not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere So remember all. to focus on other people. Top tip number eight. Be aware of people's boundaries to join and leave groups. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the point we said, don't be a lingerer. If somebody wants to leave, don't follow them to the next group. <laughs> oh my god! I've had that. I've had that happen, and I think that's usually people that do, that come with people that you know they come by themselves. They're a bit unconfident, and they might just hang onto you a little bit. That can be quite um, annoying. And then, likewise, if somebody 
you feel their presence beside you and it's clear they want to join the group, I always say, oh, um, come and join us or what's your name and invite them into the group because it's clear that mm. they're there, they've positioned themselves to try and join but they don't want to be too intrusive or they don't have the confidence to introduce themselves. So be aware of, of, of that. I think that shows kindness yeah. and respect. And once again, it's about putting your best foot forward, that you're mm-hmm. always representing yourself, you're mm-hmm. representing your company. And so you have to be good to everybody, even if there are people that are annoying. Yes. Even when they're annoying, you mm-hmm. still have to treat everybody fairly. Um, I was going to ask you a question, actually. Yeah. Have you ever had like a situation in networking where, like, is this person flirting with me or are we networking for business? <laughs> or is that... Tell me. Yeah, sometimes I think you do get some men, um, or women, or women, you know, um, who are really, really chatty and really, really friendly, and they're coming at you almost like the same in the same manner that they'd come at you if you were at a bar. Yeah, and I think it might be the case that they don't understand the the, the differences and you know the codes of conduct of, of, of networking, and then sort of social chatting if you're mm. at a, a bar or, or a club. So sometimes I thought that can get that mm. can get confused. Mm. Yeah. So have you ever felt pressure to take down somebody's details or somebody wants to take down your details and no, you're not? No, I haven't. I haven't. I feel like the networking events I've been to, I've met people that are quite emotionally intelligent enough to understand if I if, if we've made a connection and if mm. it's worth exchanging details. Mm. sometimes I, mean, I, I I talk to people and we don't exchange details at all because we're clear on both sides that you know there hasn't there's not enough interest or you know to reciprocal um things we could do for each other to help one another mm. yeah have you been in situations like that well yeah I think so because I think sometimes as a, as a woman mm-hmm. you're always faced with different situations and you're like mm, what do you what do you mean by that mm. we'll, we'll catch up later we don't really have anything in common. Okay. You can't really help me. I can't really help you. So why are we going to meet? It's almost like when people but say... But you can't say it because it's because it's a business networking yes. event. You just say you yes. You can't kind of say, well, no, but what, why we, our businesses have nothing to do with each other or I can't help you or you can't help me. So why would we take down each other's details? Do you know what I think? I think that's chatter. It's like someone saying, oh, let's do coffee next week. It's never going to happen. Okay. But it's just nice to say, and you both say yes, and you know it's never going to happen. Oh. so I almost think it's being polite. Almost um, almost as if, if, as if to say, yes, I know, we know in our heads that we didn't make a connection. Okay. But I'm going to end on a positive note by saying, yeah, let's catch up. Even though we're not going to catch Even up. Even though you're not going to catch up. Hustle family, let me know. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, do, no, you, do you think that's a good understanding I'd, interpretation? I'd be interested to know about women's different experiences of, yes. of, of networking or you know going to events mm-hmm. and how they've kind of felt. But you know what I've heard? I've, I, I do know of some networking events and situations where women and men are going to find husbands and wives or girlfriends and boyfriends. But you know what? That's not such a bad idea because if you're if you're bringing like-minded people together so for example I have a business you have a business you're starting a business I'm interested in business it's almost like you're 
you're uh, in a room with people that yes. you have shared common. But the trick is, goals, but you've got to don't know make how it. To negotiate yeah, don't that. make it so obvious in the beginning. Even if there is an attraction there outside of the business element, don't make it so obvious. Yeah. So basically, women don't go to networking events to get a man. No. <laughs> Because it might not work. It might not work. It might not work. And or if it does work, it's not bad. That's people meet, you know, in different places all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I think it's also about that kind of your brand's integrity. There you go. So if you're known as the woman that's always picking up different men at networking <laughs> events. Or the man that's picking up different women at, at networking events. events. It's not good for your brand or your business. No, no, so it's not. It's keep not. it official. It's not at all. Mm. And the last one. Ooh. Yeah. Number nine. Oh, number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Recording personal details on the back of people's business cards. And actually, speaking of business cards, when I first started going to events, I didn't have a business card. I thought, it's outdated. Who who, who carries a business card? How wrong were you? Really, really, <laughs> really, really wrong. Business cards are the thing. It's a thing. And you need them because as soon as you have a conversation with somebody um, and then you just hand them over your business card and you write down your number mm-hmm. on it, that's with them for a while now. Yes. And then a few months down the line, they'll say, who's that person that I talked to? Because I go. now need a speech and language yes. therapist for my nephew. And they call you. There so you go. business cards is, is kind of a way of keeping yourself relevant with there the people go. that you meet. There you go. Which is even more so important than, oh, let me take down your email. Because you tend to write on a piece of scrap paper that's not going anywhere. So hand out business cards. Write down your details on business cards. The details should be on business cards, though. Yeah, but some, mm, I guess so. Yeah. But then I think... Sometimes well, you've got, like, a direct number. Okay, okay. So, for example, you've got this, you've got a generic number, but okay. you've met somebody really, really important. Okay. And you want to make sure when they call, you're picking up. And how often do you look for your business card collection? Do you just collect them and they, they stay somewhere in the bottom of the drawer or do you actually look at them? Do you know what? Strangely enough, I keep them in my purse mm-hmm. and sometimes when I'm going to the coffee shop or something, one will fall out and I'm like, oh, I remember this person. Mm. And it's this weird thing where I, I don't really throw them out. Yeah, I keep them. I, so I keep them, but I I need to move them from my purse to somewhere okay, else. Okay, somewhere else. I agree. And then, because then sometimes you think, oh, who's that person? Let me contact them. Yes. So business cards are so important. If you're a bit of a techie like me, sometimes I use the LinkedIn feature. What's a LinkedIn um, feature? You know that LinkedIn feature where you find those people in your facility to oh, connect with? in the with? room. In yeah, the room, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I do that. Do you know where I learned that? Where did you learn that? At the British Library. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing, It's isn't amazing. It? You can connect with everyone in the room that has LinkedIn. And I have to say, if you don't have LinkedIn, get LinkedIn. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have LinkedIn, I'm, I, 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 don't, I, I, I really have no words. You must have a LinkedIn profile. And I think what we might do is do um, a podcast episode on the benefits of LinkedIn and why it's so impactful because I've gained a lot from LinkedIn, I have to say, and I know for you have I as have well. Immensely. And the thing is, I'm not one for um, social networks. Mm-hmm. I don't use them. But LinkedIn, I started using LinkedIn and it's like you meet people from across the world Absolutely. that have your shared interests, that are doing what you're doing, but are like 20 years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just a wealth of people that you can tap into and meet up with them or have Skype or Zoom meetings and build up your networks, your connections. They refer you to other people, but you're also 
building a core group of people that you communicate with regularly. I know that being in business can sometimes be lonely if you don't have a business partner. And when, you, when you're part of a LinkedIn community, mm-hmm. you're part of a group of people that are doing it together, but they're all across the world. Absolutely. I, I actually found um, two mentors um, from LinkedIn. Wow. And I, I, I was in maybe, I've just, I just finished university. And the friend that was all up on LinkedIn, she was using it left, right and centre. And she had to give me a little bit of a tutorial about it. And when, when she introduced me to the world of LinkedIn, I was like, oh my goodness. I found an amazing mentor that actually put me forward for a job interview. Can you imagine somebody yeah. fresh out of university that believed in me? She this worked was with, years ago. Years ago. Was, years yeah, ago. Yeah. She, she worked with me on my CV and a couple of letters. We did practice interviews for all the interviews I was going on at the time. She is an amazing woman. Honestly, and, I, it, and this is all from sending a, a LinkedIn message to say, you know, I love your profile and what it is that you do. I really appreciate some advice um, from you. I hope you don't mind um, having a chat. And she said, sure, mm-hmm. call me. I met, so I have I have this book that's my favourite ever book and it's called You Squared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I spoke to the author of that through LinkedIn. Wow. Who, who is the author? Price Pritchard. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like 78 years old wow and he is and he's on LinkedIn he's wait he's on LinkedIn but he's amazing he's got 46 years of um like he's got a merger company wow where they merge different banks billion dollar industry and he was the first to kind of pioneer it and to think that I could just reach out to him over LinkedIn and say oh my god I love your book it's and he just sent me about all these nice messages and now we communicate and that is as someone that's written my favorite ever book Wow. So the power of LinkedIn is, when used correctly, can really help you extend your reach and meet people that are out of your reach. Amazing. You hear the hustle family, mm. get LinkedIn, and we'll um, probably do a podcast episode on, on, on that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Last but not least, bring a friend with you. This helps with nerves. It's nice to go with um, a buddy that can help you feel instantly comfortable, especially if they mm. are pretty experienced at networking. You can learn from them um, there and then at an event. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, don't bring any friend. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't just bring your friend Sally. <laughs> bring the good friend. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring the one that's not going to get drunk at the bar. <laughs> The one that's not going to bring distribute to your to your brand that's not going to embarrass you. Yeah, yeah. And I always find if you have a friend that's quite like you were saying, very good at networking, or people flock to them, or people are interested in them. Yes, use it absolutely. Use it and learn from that person mm-hmm. until you can become that person. There you go. Because it's always going to be work. You're going to have to be working towards mm-hmm. becoming a better networker. I really enjoy discussion discussing our top oh my ten God, tips. I, I, do you know what? networking i could talk about forever same same i think this is probably um my favorite episode to today actually although we haven't done many this this, you can tell hustle family this comes naturally to us um we really hope that you enjoyed our top 10 networking tips we could go on for hours discussing it as usual but it would be interesting to hear your views what are your top networking tips and do you agree with our list Also, what have your networking experiences been? The good, the bad, and the ugly. We really want to hear from you. Join the conversation on our Instagram, which is at hustle, founder hustle. 
or email us at podcasthustle at gmail.com. Also, as usual, you know, please let us know what topics you'd like to hear us discuss, guests you'd like to hear from, etc. information you want to know, conundrums even you might have. If you've got any business challenges you want to share with us and would like to get some advice, we'd definitely be able to help you with that or find somebody who's even more knowledgeable than us Mm -hmm. to help you with that issue. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. please do um, contact us. Especially if you're starting a business and you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Thanks for tuning to Hustle and stay tuned for our next episode. Mm-hmm.